The results are in, and a lot of people might be surprised by NC State's positioning in the ACC preseason voting. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wolfpack Nation, welcome back to another episode of Locked on Wolfpack, free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm Grayson Boone. Joining me is Kenton Gibbs. And Kenton, on this Wednesday, we saw yesterday on Tuesday, the preseason ACC voting. The votes had all been finalized. The results are in and the ACC published. 1 through 14 in order of projected finish, how they think the 2023 season is going to pan out. You might notice a couple of uh, maybe some obvious answers at the top. Clemson, probably some Florida State, the talent that they're bringing back. Jordan Travis piloting that thing. A lot of people expect them to be very good. I do as well. NC State comes in at number four. Kenton, just straight off the bat, does this surprise you? Not Really, I'm. I'm. People are very high on NC State compared to what I thought the feeling was coming in. So that's that's surprising a little bit to me. Yeah, I mean, personally, like Kenton, you and I both had votes mm-hmm. um, as we were credentialed down at ACC kickoff. We'll get to that in just a minute. We'll share uh, how our ballots looked. But yeah, no, NC State being this high, it did sort of surprise me. I was kind of surprised that a lot of people are maybe taking after the same mindset we have in that if a lot of things click for NC State, they can be very good. And I think, you know, the surprising lack of love for Miami, I think here is a little surprising to me because we've seen Miami has decorated the preseason, you know, watch list for the ACC. You would expect maybe that they'd be up in the three or four position. But yeah, NC State is at four. Um, like I mentioned, we're going to get to our ballots in just a second, but I think that this is pretty appropriate for NC state. I think this is reflective of what we have both offensively and defensively, maybe despite some questions on how it's all going to turn out on game day. But I do think that this is probably par for the course for NC state, but Ken, is there anything else on this list that surprised you, you know, other than NC state, Georgia tech being down at 12 is surprising because their turnaround last year was literally historic. When you put in the context that they had not won four games in the season since Paul Johnson was there, and in their last eight games after Brinkey took over, they won four. Like, what? They had not beaten two ranked teams in the entire last coaching staff's tenure. They beat two ranked teams in the eight games, two two ranked teams in three tries, really, uh, with Brinkey at the helm. And so to predict them to be worse than Virginia Tech, eh, why? Why? What? What is the deal there? And also Miami, I think they're a little high, honestly. The problem with that team last year wasn't talent. It was uh, cohesion. It was chemistry. And how did Miami solve that problem? By getting rid of half the team. <laughs> like what? It's like saying, hey, the problem with your, your house is that your, your roof is leaking a little bit. And you're like, all right. 
Well, forget it. Get rid of the roof. That'll solve it. I mean, yes, technically you don't have a leak anymore, but uh, brother, it's just a tarp. What are you doing? So, you know. I mean, you know who else felt like they got rid of half their team was the Tar Heels at the three spot. And I understand all the buzz surrounding Drake May. I understand that they're going to be looking up to put up a whole lot of points. But it feels to me like a lot of people have forgotten something. Drake May doesn't play defense. Drake May is not going to be out there quarterback in the defense. And since that is the case, I don't see how they finish this high. I think maybe they can take advantage of some weaker points of their schedule and collect, you know, probably a string of solid wins. But I don't know. Three? Three for a team that has a an extremely mediocre to sometimes awful defense is a bit surprising to me. However, we know how it is with North Carolina and the preseason media buzz that they seemingly always get, so maybe I'm not exactly that surprised. But long story short, NC State clocks in at four. I think that's pretty accurate, all things considered. I think we both, Kenton, you and I both voted them at three, which will lead us into this yeah. portion here. These were our preseason picks, uh, our ballot that we were um, we had the opportunity to fill out. We both had Clemson at one, Florida State at two, NC State at three, and that's about as similar as it got for the two of us from here on out. I had Carolina at four, Duke at five, Miami six, Louisville, Pitt, Wake Forest, Syracuse, and then the bottom four. Kenton, you have Pitt at four. Care to explain? I'm a big Narduzzi guy, big. Okay. Uh, and Narduzzi, when you give him a quarterback that can do something, we've seen what's going to happen. We've seen, we saw Pitt when Kenny Pickett wasn't at his peak yet. They were still a very good team because Kenny Pickett was a very good college quarterback. Um, but with that being said, I want to, uh, a lot of people are going to say, oh, well, Ken, you have UNZ all the way down there and that's terrible. And you're just biased because you don't like them. I'm going to give you four stats here. Points per game. Yards per game, yards per carry, sacks, first downs allowed. They were dead last in each and every one of those categories defensively. I heard so, and I heard I, I when when I co-host locked on ACC with Candace Cooper, I hear so many fans saying, Well, it, it was just the DB coaches. It was the, the DBs. It was Trey Bly. It was the DBs. Okay, sure. Uh so the DBs are allowed to four and a half yards per carry. That's that's all on the DBs, huh? That's you know, I, I'll give you the the um total points per game. I'll give you the yards per game because we know a lot of ACC teams can sling that rock around the yard. Almost five yards per carry is on the DBs. Stop it. Get some help. Get some help. Defensive back rooms don't even discuss yards per carry nine times out of ten in their meeting rooms. So what are we doing here? Uh, but with that being said, I'm high on Pitt, high on Duke. Um and and I'm I'm very high on Georgia Tech. Apparently, it's just me that believes that they'll be in the upper half of the conference. But you know, that's I'm I'm fine with that. I'm fine if I'm wrong in that boat. I'll be okay with being wrong in that boat. But I I do think Georgia Tech is on the uprise. Maybe you might not understand this by my listing, as I do have them at twelve. But I don't know. I, I just think I was impressed at ACC kickoff by uh, Coach Halfley at Boston College. Uh, we just talked about that a little bit off air, but I was buying what he was selling. And despite yeah. all the struggles that Boston College had last year, I was sitting there buying into the Boston College program a little bit. So I have them over Georgia Tech. 
But yeah, I mean, Georgia Tech, I do think that they will be on the uptick here, you know, very shortly. I think their recruiting has picked up here in the past couple of years, but they're just kind of looking to put it all together. I think at some point down the road here in a short amount of time, you, you might start to see that. I think maybe the most intriguing team on here that's not NC State is probably Louisville, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, they the new coach and in, in, in Brom, they brought in a, another team, brought in a lot of players, departed a lot of players. I think that there's rightfully so a lot of intrigue around Louisville. I think that they probably can be good uh, at the benefit of a very soft schedule for them this year. But I really didn't know what to do with them, which is probably why both of us had them right around the middle of the pack, really not sure what to do with them. But they are interesting. And, you know, we have them at home this year. Hopefully we can take advantage of that uh, pretty early on in the ACC schedule. But, yeah, Louisville's an interesting one. Yeah, I I love their defense. Love Ashton Gelati, uh, the edge rusher down. That is a – he is a bowling ball of butcher knives. He never stops coming. Relentless. He's downhill, no frills. Love that. Um, with that being said, you know, you're putting a lot of stock, a lot of stock in Jack Plummer if you've got him finishing anywhere above the middle of the pack. And honestly, I think we're putting a lot of stock having him finish middle of the pack because if he's terrible, this team's going to have a long year. So, um, yeah, I, I think that Louisville is a very intriguing team. Lots of questions, you know seemingly more questions than answered but the answers but the things that they do have answered they do well yeah i mean and of course relating this all back to nc state you and i are putting a lot of stock into brennan armstrong and the offense and the ability to get the receivers cooking early on i think you know a lot of this offense we talk about this a lot on here a lot of this offense is going to hinge on the wide receiver play it's going to hinge on robert and i able to scheme them into open space and then the playmaking ability will blossom outward from there. We're definitely banking on that. We're, you know, we're we're banking pretty hard on that as we both have NC State up at three. But yeah, it's it, it's coming. Football season is coming. We're another day closer. Uh, I think it's now. Let's see. Today's Wednesday. It's gonna be down to what twenty nine days now. Inside of a month, I can't wait. I simply cannot wait any longer. But. We're going to kick it to our sponsor for today's show. That is LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have best access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. They use simple tools like screening questions to make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. What you need to do is go over to LinkedIn jobs. Sorry, I I do this every single time. Sorry, LinkedIn. LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college and post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Had to fix my format there. All right. So, Kenton, this next piece here, I thought this was interesting to talk about. NC State football has released their off-season strength and conditioning awards, and I think that these have a lot of impact on some talking points for this upcoming season. So, we're going to start with the offensive Alpha Wolf. It's somebody we've talked about a lot here on this show. Kenton, I believe you named him 
as the the guy with the most to gain, in your opinion, for this year. That is Dylan McMahon, the offensive alpha wolf. And Kenton, as a former player in the NC State – whoa, where'd he go? Sorry. As a former player in this NC State football system, can you just quickly elaborate on what exactly these awards mean to the team? What is the alpha wolf strength and conditioning award? Yeah, the Alpha Wolf is the leader of the pack. It's literally what it sounds like. Uh, it is the 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 uh, player that personifies what it means to be an NC State football player, somebody who shows up every day looking to lead, wanting to win every rep, wanting to help out his teammates, wanting to do everything for the team that he possibly can. And so, you know, this is a very prestigious award amongst the team. Yeah, and so the, you know, the intrigue of Dylan McMahon achieving this award is it's kind of exactly who you want to be achieving this award because he is going to be a massive piece to how this offense is going to look here. McMahon shifting over to center, of course, this year, a position that's new to him despite getting a little bit of experience toward the end of last year in 2022. But yeah, I mean, Kenton, you named him as probably in your opinion, the guy who has most to gain. And I would agree with that. He's certainly is, you know, he has a lot to prove, Um, to make sure this offense can go the way it's supposed to. He's got to lead that offensive line, and he's got to be you know, a a major piece in what we're trying to do in the run game, especially, uh, you know, despite Robert and I probably implementing more of an air raid, but he's got to lead the blocking schemes as well. So Dylan McMahon's offensive alpha wolf, I think certainly deserved. Absolutely. And not only that, I think that we need to give Robert and I a little bit more credit than traditional air raid because his offenses are very multiple. When he had Sean Tucker at, at Syracuse, the offense was very different than what you'd expect out of a, a traditional air raid, much more run heavy, much more under center stuff than what you would see in the traditional air raid. So, you know, a fits, he doesn't fit uh, square pegs in the round holes. He figures out, all right, each piece needs its own individual fit. How do I get everybody what they need there? Uh, but absolutely, Dylan McMahon and, and you know, this running game is going to be vital to our success because regardless of who we have at quarterback, if Brennan is great and he looks great all year, if he's pulled and MJ has to come in, if anybody gets hurt or anything like that, the offensive line performing at a high level will be vital to this team's success. Absolutely. We, we say it a lot on here. It's all going to start in the trenches and we need Dylan McMahon to be a basically a quarterback of the trenches, if you will. Absolutely. Next guy up here, we have the defensive alpha wolf. And this is another one where the guy who won is essentially the exact guy you would want to win this award. Defense, of course, is Peyton Wilson. He seems to be, you know, so healthy. We saw him down at ACC kickoff. The way he now commands a room, it looks like he just speaks with so much confidence. And I expect him to, you know, translate that confidence into the defense, into the linebacker room, and be a true leader for this defensive unit here in 2023? A thousand percent. This is a guy that has been here for a while. And you know what I think is so interesting? Everybody's like, oh, how are you going to replace Isaiah Moore and Drake Thomas? And, and, you know, yeah, you're bringing Peyton Wilson back, but how good is he really? Peyton was the first of that group to break out. He was. He was the first of that group to show like, oh, bye, this is a ball player. I want to say he had a 120 plus tackles in a season before and all that good stuff. When this man is healthy, he's uber productive. He is is wildly productive beyond what most people can even comprehend. So with that being said, I mean, seeing him win this award, it's exciting. He looks healthy. Hopefully he's flying around and all that good stuff and healthy all season. This guy, 
you know, like I've talked about before on this show, like I've talked about in other shows, he's a guy that was said to have a first round draft grade if he could stay healthy. We know the health hasn't persisted, but he still has that first round ability. So I'm looking forward to seeing him show it this year. Yeah, we certainly do know that firsthand. And, you know, he has had a quite a bit of struggles with injuries. That's just he hasn't been able to give it 100 percent, you know, maybe even the 110, 120 percent that we're used to getting out of Peyton. But, yeah, I mean, when we saw him down at ACC kickoff, some of the questions I was asking him, I kind of teed it up so he could talk about himself, talk about his confidence. But, you know, the true leader that he has blossomed into it was a constant deflection of the guys around him. You know, I asked right. him, what's it going to be like now? You've been so used to having a Drake Thomas, having an Isaiah Moore around you. What's it going to be like for these new guys? And he couldn't stop talking about how excited he is for the Devon Bettys to step up for, you know, these th- this group of linebackers that have been with the program for quite some time. And they have a, quite a bit of experience as well as we've seen them these past yep. couple of years, but yep. now they're stepping up into these main starting roles and he's ready to go. He's ready to lead them. And, you know, you can't help but feel that the defense is going to be, you know, probably a little bit of a step back from last year, but you feel comfortable with a very healthy Peyton Wilson leading that unit uh, as he did such a solid in coming back to us here to complete his last year with NC state. So this last group here uh, is the offensive, sorry, not the offensive, the Alpha Elite Group, so the grouping that got the Alpha Wolf Award, I guess. The running backs, and this is super interesting because this is something we kind of touched on briefly yesterday as this is one of the, the key groups that we need to see the most improvement from uh, with the addition of the wide receiving room. And so it it is a positive sign here to see these yeah. running backs step up and be the top, you know, the top achieving group here in the off season as it is an area of concern. Absolutely. This is a, this is a a position group that has a lot of questions around. Like let's not make any bones about it. Let's be very honest with this thing. The the running back room is going to be uh, vital to our success as well. But even beyond that, the running back room is a, a group that has a lot of questions. We look at, you know, Jordan Houston and we say, Hey, he's played forever. When is he going to take that next step? We've all been waiting for him. He's always one step away from breaking a big play. Is this the year he finally gets it together and he breaks those big plays? Michael Allen looked phenomenal when when he was on the field. He always looked phenomenal. Can he stay healthy? He didn't. He wasn't the uh, starter or the the guy getting the lion's share of the touches, and yet he still struggled with health a little bit. You know what I mean? Demarcus Jones. We know his limitations to some extent. We know what he is and what he is not. Does he have another level to take his game to? The guys that we haven't seen play at all, what are they going to show us? Uh, I believe Micah Crowell is in this backfield group. What is he going to look like at the running back position? Like there's there's lots and lots and lots of questions here. We're just looking to get some answers in terms of, you know, what is this group going to look like, right? We've talked about Jordan Houston. We've talked about uh, Demarcus Jones. We've talked about, you know, Kendrick Raphael. How how exciting is he? How explosive is he? Is he really that one-touch, even-leaving guy that we've heard about? Lots of questions here. Lots of questions. I want to see him get answered. Yeah, I mean, I, I've certainly gushed a, quite a bit about, you know, how I feel Michael Allen can take a massive leap this year. But, yeah, I, I don't think that it's it's fair that we should just kind of forget a little bit about Jordan Houston. Because, yeah, he had his struggles last year, and it 
it does seem that he's nearly always just one guy away from yeah. going about 65 yards to the house. But I thought it was interesting. I don't have the graphic for this, but Jordan Houston was also named the Iron Wolf Award, which Kenton, I believe you said, is like, who, who's pushing the most weight, you know, in in uh, in addition to being an exemplary leader. So if Jordan Houston is, you know, he's worked so hard on his body, maybe we do see a massive leap from Jordan Houston in his senior year. And, you know, circling this all back in, you get a new offensive coordinator here that's that has so many unique sets and can scheme guys in open space. Maybe we could see kind of out of the blue a breakout year for Jordan Houston. Maybe we'll get maximum production from Jordan Houston here in 2023. But, you know, yeah, another guy I am kind of anxious to to learn more about is Kendrick Raphael because we did hear a lot of explosive comments from him uh, after he committed to NC State. I think he was a flip from Iowa, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, this running back group, it's it's a lot of intrigue in addition to the wide receiving group because it's it's one of these main groups that could very well make or break uh, the season because, yeah. you know, we know what Tony Gibson is going to give us on defense. Despite losing a lot of talent, we're cycling in the next grouping of talent. So it's safe to say we feel pretty firmly about the defense here. It's going to be the offense. There really is no two ways about it. The offense is probably going to make or break this season. So it's very encouraging to see the running back group at least in the eyes of Coach Thunder and the coaching staff, they are taking a big leap from what we saw last year in progressing us into 2023. So certainly I, something to keep an eye on. I will say this, and I'm you can guarantee this, you can book this, as sure as the sun rises on the east and sets on the west. If NC State has a top five offense in the ACC, this team will at minimum win nine games. Oh, if absolutely. they have a top five offense in the ACC, not in the country, not, not you know, not, hey, they got to break every record. If this team is serviceable to good offensively, we are going to see something special this year. I'm counting on that as well. I, I think we absolutely will have a top five offense in the ACC. As I've mentioned on here several times, I have very high expectations for Brennan Armstrong. I think a lot of people have their doubts, but I think you're going to see a Brennan Armstrong that's a lot closer to his 21 production than 20 or 22. And I'll tell you what, if we have a top three offense, we'll be in the ACC championship. We'll be there. We very we'll, well could. We very well could. So yeah. exciting, uh, excited for these guys, these alpha, uh, you know, alpha wolf winners, alpha group winners. Very good to see the, uh, the off season hard work is paid off for these guys are getting recognized for it. And especially because they're some of the groups that needed maybe the, the most attention heading into this season. So, we're going to tie a bow on this thing real quick after a word from our sponsors. All right. So today is Wednesday, of course. Today's, I guess, the first real day of fall camp. Maybe I might have confused some folks. Tuesday was meant for everyone reporting to fall camp, making sure everybody's accounted for. Wednesday is the first day where we strap them up and we start to go at this thing. So very exciting to get everything going. I expect to see plenty of clips out from out on the practice field, uh, getting us going. I'm excited to hear the first, you know, rumblings of position battles, guys that are standing out. And uh, yeah, I mean, this clock is ticking here, Kenton. We're what 29 days to kick off. Yeah, yeah, chomping at the bit to see some real football, to see some football where it's not just red and white on red and white. I'm ready 
to see what this team uh, can give us. I'm ready to see what this team looks like with, with, you know, live game action going on. We've talked about them. We've seen the spring game. We've seen all the things. We've seen all the offseason stuff. We're, we're inching right there. We're inching right there closer day by day with it to, where we get to remove that off label. And it's just the season, baby. I'm ready. You can like you like you mentioned yesterday. You can almost smell it. Absolutely, you can almost smell the thing creeping up on us. But that's gonna do it for us here on this Wednesday. As always, thank you all so much for tuning in with us. Toss us a like. Jump down in that comment section. Let us know what you think about NC State projected to finish fourth in the ACC. You know, I, I mentioned it on Twitter. Got a pretty good amount of responses on if it was too high, too low, spot on. So I appreciate everyone chiming in there. Be sure to do so in the YouTube comments and then continually on Twitter as well as we've gotten uh, quite a bit of following and a lot of engagement from folks on Twitter. So we're very thankful for that as well. But And as always, mash that subscribe button. I think we've already passed 420 subscribers, so maybe we're rapidly approaching 500 and we, as we continue to grow this thing and as football season continues to approach. So as always, thank you all so much. Go Pack. Go Pack.